four, right? <laughs> Forty-eight. Forty-eight. Just let the ice melt and water that What's shit down. What's the name of this drink? The mistake. No. <laughs> Seventy-two. <laughs> Seventy-two cherry. Now that is. <laughs> Seventy-two cherry jubilee. The seventies were a different time. <laughs> Apparently. All right. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Zero G Adventures podcast. As always, I am Tim. I'm Chris, and I'm Brian, and we welcome you to episode forty-eight. We're coming real close on fifty. Yeah. So, but good news. We've surpassed a thousand plays. Wow. We're at 1,095 plays as of today. So thank you very much for everybody that has listened and has dealt with our antics and shenanigans for the past 48, 47 episodes. So this episode, we are dedicating to King's Island's 50th anniversary celebration. Um, we recently went to King's Island this weekend. Um, I am zero for two for hotel accommodations as we, as I have stayed in the murder motel part three. If you followed along, you know about part one and part two. Oh, part one. Woo. And this go round two was kind of sketchy too. Yeah. Now our hotel was quite nice. Yes. This go round, Brian and I booked separately because we may or may not trust Tim's judgment when it comes to accommodation. Although technically Murder Motel 1 is really on Brian. Yes. Yes. So it is 50-50. So now you have to pick a Yeah, Chris gets to pick the next one. You get to pick Pigeon Forge's accommodations. Oof. Oh, then we're getting one of Dolly's cabins. That's damn simple. Especially if, if You're paying. Hold up. <laughs> if we have Actually though, no, no. If we have half the if, town coming with if, us. If Dustin. If we have half of our listening base all stay in the same place. Then it might behoove us and be worth it. Yeah. Actually, yeah. So, but anyway. So, this week we're going to talk about our recent trip to King's Island. Everything that we did. The shows. The food. The the rides. Um, the onion. Um, we're going to talk about um, our review. And uh, talk about some news. So, with that, before every episode, we always start with a drink. And this week we are making the signature, one of the signature drinks many. from yeah, there are many. the 50th celebration, um, the 1972 Cherry Jubilee, which is made with, uh, what's it made with? Grenadine. Sour. <laughs> Ours is Gren basically grenadine. Grenadine, sours mix, Bacardi, Bacardi. white rum, and um, topped off with a lemon lime soda. And cherries, because you always need a garnish. Well, it's cherry. Like, Luden's cough drop cherry. Well, what are the problems with something but like... But not in a good way, where, like, people bought Luden's and they ate them like candy. Not in a good way. It's more like a Red Halls. Mm -hmm. it, it has a bit of a punch and a burn to it. 
And I think mainly we're going by listed ingredients. So a lot of these drinks, we kind of have to figure out proportions. And this is the was the first attempt. We might back off on the grenadine. Yeah, I'd do, we, I'd do a half. In, yeah, in the video, would, we did a full ounce of grenadine. It's probably going to be a half ounce. Yeah. And more Sprite on top. Yeah. Not a bad drink. Needs a bit of balance. A hot day in a park, probably not bad. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's not bad. It's not one of my favorites that we made. Mm. It does need a little bit tweaking, but yet we did this with a five-minute notice. Yes. And I took a picture of the signature drinks and said, that's what we got. That's what we're making. Literally, we went through the signature drinks that we had pictures of, and we figured out what we had on hand. We went shopping in the basement bar. <laughs> Literally yeah. with a bag. Tim was following me from the fridge to the bar. It's not a bad drink. I'd say tweak it. Give it a shot. But tweak it to your own taste. Yes. Yes. Any other thoughts? No? I agree with you, Gene. Okay. News. So, first thing up. Um, we haven't talked about it, and I'm surprised we haven't talked about it, but Halloween Horror Nights. So they have started announcing, announcing houses. Yes. So a while ago, probably about a month ago, they announced their first house, which is Dracula versus the mummy versus the Wolfman. Um, to me, this seems kind of very uh, uh, HHN icons ish yeah. from last year. Um, I could definitely He's see fun. it being uh, as they change casts you get to see a different villain mm -hmm. yeah. become the winner. But, um, but I also think it's great publicity to start playing up what they're building at the new park. It is. I because, mean, the past couple of years, they've done a signature yes. Universal Monsters house. They, they've all been great. Yes. They have all been wonderful. Um, and then last week, they announced that Halloween 1978 will be coming the back. Original Halloween. Everybody thought it was going to be Halloween Ends and Halloween Kills, um, but they elected to go with the original 1978 Halloween. Um, not the first time it's been done. Not the first time Halloween, any in incarnation of Halloween has been done. Um, it's very Michael Myers-y. I've been through them before. They put a lot of Michael Myers mm. in the house. But you never know what angle they might take. The newest round of movies is focusing more on Lori. This is all this is, the no, old. But, no, what I, but what I'm saying is, they still, the original movies focused a lot on her as well. But every incarnation of haunts that we get with him focuses more on him. So maybe in each scene, we almost see it from her perspective. I did, I, I'm, if I know Universal, no. <laughs> They're going to focus on him. But, <laughs> yeah. but remember, Universal Creative has been a lot more interesting the last few years. They've been doing a lot more. They've been doing a lot more with their originals. And they've been focusing a lot on the originals because the IPs, they can basically throw up and shove in monsters. But what I'm saying is the, the guys doing Horror Nights lately have, have had a more interesting point of view than previous haunt years. Yes. So it could be, it's the classic, it's the original, it's been done before, but I'm waiting to see what they actually do. It might be an interesting twist on it. There are speculations that Stranger Things 4 is yeah, going to be that. coming out. Oh, they put up 
uh, Universal Orlando put up a tweet with the grandfather clock from the beginning of season mm-hmm. four in, right next to the Islands of Adventure Tower. Well, come on now. They'd almost be stupid not to try to capitalize on it because who would have thought Stranger Things in its fourth season would blow up like it has? I mean, it's all and over they did social do media. Walking Dead for five years <laughs> straight. And I mean, that the Kate Bush song is back on the charts because of Stranger Things. It's having a moment in pop culture, so I don't doubt that they would go back to it. Moving on. Oh no! One other thing with Horror Nights that oh. I don't know if you followed much. I'm really interested to see Midnight Syndicate's angle on the twenty on this year because it's their twenty fifth anniversary. And if you follow them on Facebook, they've already hinted that they have quite a few projects on, on the fire for the next four nights. So that could be quite interesting as well. It's going to be interesting to see how they integrate them in. Because um, they, they, they really started integrating it for 30 light mm-hmm. and then 30. Um, you know, so but they, we'll see if they start using more of their original music. Yeah. They haven't in the past, but... They've, they've they're been starting hint- to. They've been hinting of doing a lot of big things with them. Because, like I said, it's also Midnight Syndicate's 25th anniversary of being a thing. True. Um, other news? Dr. Diabolical's Death Dive, mm-hmm. Cliff Dive debauchery? <laughs> no, I don't mean to say that. Um, it's almost at track completion. Um, it actually looks pretty decent. From the pictures I've seen, looks the decent. The theming looks pretty good. Yes, um, it's a small dive coaster comparatively. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a mini one. But it's it, it's kind of a more of a all in. It, it, it's a themed experience rather than Val Raven. Yeah. Or Sheikah. Yeah. It's just kind of there. Um, I completely skipped over it. Epic Universe gone vertical. Yes. And is starting to form. I just saw pictures. Thank it you. looks amazing. Thank you, BioReconstruct. Yes. Doing the yes. Lord's work. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Between BioReconstruct and Midway Mayhem, we're good. <laughs> we have Orlando covered. Um, now, the other news. Track has arrived on site at Bush Gardens Williamsburg. Yes. For Dark Coaster. Yes, it has. And they've removed the basketball game. Um, to make like a gift shop area at the exit. For I, anybody that is listening that is employed at a theme park or maybe works at a theme park or is in management at a theme park, please hand out deflated balls signed everybody that goes to an amusement yeah, park. I personally hate the basketball games. I don't know how many times I've actually been struck by one of those mini mm-hmm. basketballs. I no. I am a slow-moving object through these parks. I, I do not appreciate it. Let them inflate them when they get home. There's no reason these children need to be dribbling anything. Yes. Midways are clogged enough as it is. Thank you for your attention. And Eugene agrees with you. In abundance. Yes. Um, other news. Well, since you guys... Are we going to talk about it? Well, about what specifically, since you... The mistake on the lake. Oh. The what is it where Wicked Twister used to be news? Oh, yes. yes. 
You mean well, the, the piece of land that people are still speculating is going to be a, still a massive ride? Coaster, it's going to be a restaurant, people. The, yes. the documents have already been leaked. We have pictures. Permits of what, have been filed. We know what the building is going to look like. And honestly, I'm all for it. I'm not. I'm not. A view, that second level hear, view over the lake. Hear me out. Tim has the floor. They had said. <laughs> here is the thing. So here's the thing. Um, they wanted to open up that entire beachfront to open up the views of Lake Erie. And while I thought it was going to be like boardwalk stands, like Atlantic City, something like that, to draw people to the boardwalk, absolutely. But this monstrosity, while it is very much needed at Cedar Point, it is needed. Indoor dining. Indoor, Indoor dining, in, in you know, a, a, a nice restaurant. It would have been better served on the other side, outside of Al Raven, where they demolished the dorms. I agree completely. To use a term that Disney likes to use but ignores, it screws up sight lines. That entire area was supposed to be kind of open and airy and beach-like. Now you have this honking three- to four-story building. And honestly, if they were going to build indoor dining, it should have been the new restaurant they just opened. That should have had an indoor component. But its historical location is where the restaurant once was. Yes. Okay, it was also where their but stadium was. But it completely was, so... negates all of their plans that they had said. We want to. Uh, that's why they demolished disaster transport. See, they now, want to open up site They lines. want people to pay money to sit inside a restaurant that overlooks lake that gives you that view that's what fridays is for fridays doesn't give you a view of the lake yes it does not it from does. a story above well that is true that is oh true. so you get a higher view of the tankers yes a higher view of the dead fish yeah. <laughs> it, it it is something you know talk shit whatever about it but it is something the cedar point needs yeah they need a signature restaurant a signature yes not they do coasters not they need a chocolatier yes and i think this is what it's going to be Absolutely. And, and I, I agree with you completely and it needs a signature restaurant and needs desperately needs restaurant indoor... bar on the second level and indoor seating but i don't think they needed it at that location there's plenty of indoor seating in and around that location this could have been better served in the back of the park but they wanted boardwalk access i think it's a um a trend and if it does well they're going to build another one with indoor seating where the hotel used to, where the dorms used to be by millennium force i just hope it's not another barbecue joint when are they going to expand out in the Sandcastle Suites. They already did. What? They made it campers. Ugh. Hmm. Well, Lighthouse Point expansion is what they did. They really are focusing their money lodging on other parks and lo and Sawmill Creek. Yeah. That's opening. I think it actually just opened. Yesterday, I think it was the 13th or so. Yeah, their big thing now is lodging and year-round lodging. Which is interesting. Oh, yes, because I wanted to camp out on the peninsula in the middle of the winter. 
These aren't like I, I know. I'm making a joke. No, but Sawmill <laughs> Creek that gives Great Wolf Lodge a run for its money. Yeah, right. because they are an all year. Right. Castaway Bay, or yeah. Castaway, Castaway Bay. Wasn't that just didn't they rehab it? Yeah. Yes. So that opened. Um, what other news? Kangaroos um, hopping back. Yep, the kangaroos back at Kennywood. Oh. The public have spoken. Yep. Yes. Well, the Yinzers have spoken. Yes. Put it that way. And rave, rave Yinzer reviews. Yeah. Like, it's great to have it back. They really cleaned it up. It, it looks, looks good. pretty. It has a nice cue that's in the shade. It has a nice backdrop that's a throwback to its original backdrop from back in the day. It's still not finished. They still have to, the lighting's going to be programmed with the ride. They still have to add the lighting column at the top of the structure. That's a 2024. Yeah. Oh, no. It's the pieces started to arrive. So, but there's a lot of things that have already been pushed back to 2024. Speaking of the park that you refer to, it was a corporation as a perpetual shit show. News out of Disney. They're testing Tron light cycle run, like they're testing the lighting effects in the canopy. But where it hasn't, it still won't open until 2024. I'm done talking about Disney. I'm not going to say anything about it. And what Guardians is kind of a shit show when it comes. Well, people rave about Guardians. They said it's better than the Tower of Terror version of the ride. They say that the queue's better. It's the whole the vomit bags. Well, not just the vomit bags. The whole process of getting on that the ride. Should happen with Mission Space too. Yeah. Well, they're they're just going over to Mission Space and getting the bags. And on the corporate side of things, he sh- who shall not be named is literally firing anybody who thinks he could who could be competition to his position in the company. And the plans to move the Imagineers to Florida are now delayed to 2026. 2026. Because the Imagineers said, the majority of them are like, no, our lives are here. Well, the other, the other rumor is that the housing isn't going to be ready for them yet. Mm. That they're building for them as well. So as so. Tim says, Disney is... A shit show. I'm going to let Tim say it, but okay. I'm not talking about Disney. How are we on time? We're good. Um, oh, did we cover the Six Flags news last time? Which part? About the regional pass? About, yeah, how the season passes. Well, they just changed it, too. They changed it again. Oh. Really? What now? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't read it. Because for a while... Because I don't like Six Flags. The first rendition was your season pass only got you into re- the region parks, not every Six Flags park. They changed, they changed it again. I saw it today on Facebook. I... I not a hundred percent sure because I didn't read it, but but yes, it was original and wow 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 wow. So, any other news? Not that I can think of. All right. So, before we get into the review, let's kind of talk about our trip. So, this weekend, uh, June eleventh, uh, we took a trip out. We were supposed to go to another park. If you've listened to our previous episodes. Basically, every episode that we say we're going somewhere, it's probably not going to happen, and it's always going to be a surprise. So, well, yeah, except, except the Carowinds Dollywood Except trip. Carowinds Dollywood. That is set in stone. We are not changing it. I don't care. Rain or shine. We're going. Well, because normally because of rain, like 72 hours before departure, we make the call based on weather. Where we go? I don't care. Carowinds, it could be a 98% chance of rain. We're going. I don't give a shit. Anyway, um, so we ended up going to Kings Island. We had some things happen. One of us, well, Joe couldn't come because of, of work and things like that. And we're like, well, we don't want him to miss this. So let's go to Kings Island. We've all been to Kings Island. Let's mm-hmm. go for the 50th and see what it was like. Um, we planned on going er- later in the summer, but moved it up. We went early. So took 
my wife Kelly, my five-year-old Aiden, and mom came, my mother, Alicia. Um, she had as, fun. As well as Chris and Brian. Chris and Brian. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we went to Kings Island for the day. Early was, in. You know what? It was probably the best weather day for an amusement park, though. It was very comfortable. It's like what? Yeah. Like 75 to 78? It was 78 like 75 ish. degrees, 78 in the sun. There but was it was a decent breeze. It was not that humid. Like, it was a very comfortable day. There was like an hour that it would be cloudy and then it would clear up and yeah. it would be sunny for a little bit and everything. I mean, the the first couple hours we were there, I mean, we got in, we got there at, well, I was in line at 830. We got there a quarter till. Yeah. And you were seven cars behind. We had, we had driven out the night before Kelly, my mother and Aiden and I drove out the night before and stayed in the murder motel part three. Um, and, uh, got to the gates. That's the one thing I don't like. Why do you not open up your parking lots? Cedar Fair is doing this. It's to save money. They don't open the parking lots. How are they saving money? Because most of the stuff is like, oh, you go through the the ticket booths and they're scanned. It's so they don't have to staff the people at the front gate until that time as well. And that's fine. Open up your parking lot, but... You only have like two or three but actual. There's no people. way then they have security people would have to hold people back before the security entrance. At like, oh, yeah. Well, whatever. I remember back in the day when the parking lot opened two hours before the park opened. They actually opened the park entrance an hour before and let everyone on International Street for an hour with the restaurants open, the gift shops open, the Eiffel Tower was open. You have like an hour just to enjoy the carousel. Then at official park open, they open the rest. Those Because there's things. nothing like a bowl of Skyline Chili at 8 in the morning. No, there's nothing like, you know, Fettuccine Alfredo. <laughs> the bakery. <laughs> Del Rosa's or La Rosa's Pizza. La Rosa's Pizza. That is some high school cafeteria bullshit. This is the and time. I know you. I know I'm, you. I'm, have, I'm a fan of the skyline chili, will, not the pizza. Oh, lies! Yo, lies! You said, "Oh my God, the pizza is so good," I said, and hey. now you change it to, "Oh, well, no, it's the fest house." And now you say, "Oh no, it's the chili." Oh, I'm we, we will get into no, this I'm, in the ev- review, but Tim is exactly one hundred percent right. But Everyone we, knows I always sh- get the chili. We, yes, you do. Chili. We will revisit this in the review, but Brian is wrong. But the chili is good. Okay. So, you know, we get there and we're, they open the, the parking lots at nine o'clock. Yep. You know, most parks are an hour early entry. This one is a half an hour. So they opened the front gates. It was like 20 after yeah. that they opened the gates and we got in. Um, and uh, first ride of the day, the onion. onion. The onion. The onion. My Which mother. Late. It did open late, but it, it but, wasn't too bad. Yeah, it wasn't. A, I mean, we were probably on the sixth or seventh train. Yeah. Out. We had time to get a drink. Yeah. So. Yeah, it wasn't bad. My mother, um, she hasn't come on trips with us before. Um, this was her first 300 foot coaster. First thing in the morning. She loved it. Yeah, she was talking to the people beside us. She she was acting like she known them forever. But yes, so rode the onion, flight of fear. So so, do we want to talk about anything from our day? 
that we're not going to cover in the review, or do we want to go straight to the review? I think we'll do think, the review, and we'll cover stuff. Yeah, I think we can talk about the day in the Word. review. All right. Is there a document? I just have it on mine. You don't want to share it with the rest of the world. It's in Excel. Okay. So, as always, when we review a park, we pull out the spreadsheet. 15 categories. Ratings. Brian pulls out. Never. Ratings out of up to 10, 10 being the best, one being the worst. I'm going to look at the one. Okay, since you didn't share it, I'm going to look at the one from last year when we went to Kings Island. I'm going to see how much I changed. Oh, Don't we forget, can... we've changed the system. We've added categories and we've separated categories. <laughs> First category is parking and park entry. We look at, did the parking lot open early enough? <laughs> How easy was it to get in the park? Parking lot through security main gate. Was it well organized? Did the park have a tram or a shuttle or moving walkways to get you from the car to the park? Five. Parking lot did not open early. Parking lot opened less than a half an hour before park opened. And that was a free-for-all. Yes. Um, the trams. Now, any. we where we stayed, we had shuttle service to the park. And I said, hail to the no, because you will be dropped off at the sign. Mm -hmm. No, that's a... <laughs> and yeah. have to walk the entire way. And then at the end of the night, you would have to walk that entire way back after walking all day to get your damn shuttle. Um, no. Security, security's fine. Mm -hmm. I think security was quick. Yeah. I think even the entrance, um, even though it's the same size, if not a little bit smaller than Cedar Points, I think it flows. I mean, mm -hmm. I went in and out 15 times during the day. Um, they actually have more. They have more entrances today? than Cedar Points. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was quick, mm -hmm. no matter what time that I went through. So, I'll give it a six. Again, it loses all the points because you sit and you're idle in your freaking car completely pointlessly. Like, God forbid you have to pee. Yeah. This is what Kelly said. She's like, man, I got to poop. Oh, uh -huh. oh, th that one Bush Gardens trip. I bumped oh, it yeah. into the park. Holy hell. You have never seen me move so fast in And that's life. another thing. Like, that, that's why you should. Yeah. But and that park used to. He'll tell you, when we went to Bush Garden trips back in the day, just a couple years ago, that front gate was open an hour yeah. before the park. Yeah. Now, the one reason I give it one more point than Tim does is that I think with the exception of Knobles, the distance from the handicapped parking to the front gate might be the shortest of any park I go to. Yeah, it is right there. I mean, if you're at the entrance gate. If you get one of the first few rows. I mean, we weren't far behind. I mean, that first crossroad, we were the third but thing I mean, back. But I mean, comparatively, Cedar Point, Cedar Point one, is a bit of a walk. Dollywood, in its current state, is a bit of a hike. Mm -hmm. um, Hershey can be a bit of a hike, depending where you park. Uh, Kings Island, if you're parking in disabled or handicapped, whatever you'd like to call it, it's pretty easy. It's short. Not it's bad. almost like Kennywood. Kennywood's like yeah. that, too. That's why it gets one more point off of me. I also give it a six. I take off points because the parking lot doesn't open early enough, and I hate. There's that park, parking lot is long like yes. horizontally 
yes. not vertically, horizontally. If you were in the very end, you have to walk like an L shape and there's no tram service. Like there's no, like it, it used to have a tram service before Cedar Fair bought it. Paramount still ran it with trams. Cedar Fair is the one that got rid of the tram. Does any Cedar Fair park no, have a tram? Uh, not, I think, Mike. They're all different breeds, though. No. Uh, it, but in terms of the front gate, I like their front gate. It's open. It's easy to get to places, you know. Um, so I give it a six. I, I will add on to mine. It was very hard to get out of the park at night. It was very difficult. The lot, yeah. It, it's not very clear. There are no signs. Exactly. Because half the traffic is going this way. Half the traffic is going this way. And I'm like, well, we got to go that way yep. because that's what I'm used to. And yep. that's how we need to go out to get went. to where, where we're at. You let us out. Did we? Yeah. I didn't even know. Yeah. We, you let us out and we, you were right behind us. Um it's just it's very confusing and that is out of all the times i've gone to king's island i've gone to king's island over probably 30 times in my life that was the first time i've ever had the parking lot like that and i think it's because of the show mm -hmm. i also would like to comment that a lot of the park guests that day were walking where they shouldn't when people were trying to leave the park yeah so there was a whole lot of um, pedestrian traffic crossing roads where they shouldn't slowing everything down <laughs> Next, rides and attractions. We look at the variety and quality of the rides and the attractions. Did the park have attractions for the family, children, and thrill seekers? Did they have water rides to keep you cool on hot days? Were there indoor attractions or exhibits to offer climate-controlled experience? Did the park have dark rides and or themed experiences? Nine. I love their lineup. It's very, like, there's something for everyone. If you can't find something to ride and enjoy... <laughs> you, you you just need yeah they I, they have everything i mean even their roller coasters their roller coasters are such a gamut like you look at at cedar point and it's like you have two little coasters and then everything is extreme thrill like mm -hmm. and if this has multiple kid roller coasters multiple Family roller coasters. Mm -hmm. Roller Mul coasters is next, but we're looking at total oh, rides. And but yeah, I mean, you look at you look their kitty land. The holy park. shit, their kitty land, their water park that's included with a mission, not like Sierra Point Shores. Um, you know, everything. There's so much. It's not like it's one thing for a family. It's seven things that the family can enjoy, mm -hmm. and so much like Tim. Nine. I give it a nine because I do like the mix. They have your thrill-seeking coasters. They have one of the best um, kitty lands. I think Dollywood has them beat by a little bit just in theming. But the sheer amount of kitty rides they have, pretty staggering. At all levels of kitty rides, you have your small kid rides, and the, the land can actually grow with your kid for a little bit. But what I do like, which is something some of the parks are moving away from in their need to build more coasters, they're getting rid of some of the classic flat rides and still tucked in this park you're going to find your scramblers and your monsters, monsters which those are becoming which you don't that find. was a one of aiden's favorite rides of the day yep and you don't find the entire chips just tucked in they're not that pirate ship yeah that's cool oh yeah you would never know it's there right on the lake and mm -hmm. right on like 
So they're not getting rid of the classics to make room. They're integrating them in. It's a very well-balanced park. Um, I give it a 9. Um, the only reason I do not give it a 10 is the quality of some of their stuff has slipped a little bit. But the variety, if it was just variety, it would be a 10. Easy peasy. But quality, there's some that, that need some improvement. But I agree with what the other boy said and... I think it's good. Next, we look at roller coasters. The riding quality of the roller coasters. Did the park have a good mix of thrills? Family, wooden coasters, steel coasters, inversions, landscaping, theming. Tim. Ten. Ten for Tim. They have everything. It. I mean, it is. I mean, they have multiple kitty coasters they have multiple family coasters they have your semi-aggressive thrills they have your high aggressive thrills and then they have your extreme thrills they have an awesome lineup of roller coasters and there are some that are in my top five that are at that park i i can't complain about their roller coasters i would go there over cedar point for the next several years um i don't think i can rate them as high as you i give it an eight only because I love all the coasters they have. I think they're missing some coaster types. There's definitely some gaps in their lineup, but what they do have is some of the best of what they what have. What are they types missing? Are they missing something along the lines of <laughs> a bobsled? <laughs> well, why not? Or can't make them anymore? <laughs> no, they can. I mean, if, if Canovos can build one, something like a Velraven or a wing coaster. Or I'm sure um, it's coming. I mean, and I, I see it on the horizon because there are those obvious gaps. And I'm not knocking them for it. Again, they have that huge space where uh, Vortex, Vortex was. So I, I'm sure something will fill that in. And when it that does, be a dog and when it does, that number goes up. But it still would probably be a nine because Diamondback is still better than Orion. And, <laughs> and <laughs> to me, it's kind of like a photocopy, but a little blurry. <laughs> After the lift hill, the first twenty-eight seconds on Orion is better than Diamondback. <laughs> but then after that, no. yeah. <laughs> Again, I'm. It's not. I'm not. It's nothing bad about the park. I don't want. I'm not downplaying it. I'm just saying. It gets an eight for those reasons. I think their complement needs a little bit of work, but what they have is damn good. Um, I give it a nine. And the only reason I give it a nine is every single frickin' coaster in that park has trim brakes on it. Yeah. For the, oh, for yeah. the exception of Mystic Timbers. Yes. And Banshee. Yes. Every other ride in that park has trims on Unnecessary it. Unnecessary trims. So, okay, so we rode the beast, the retract beast. <laughs> the retracking is done brilliantly. Oh, yeah. The, I helix, will... the double helix is phenomenal. Yes. Phenomenal. I will say they did a good job on the retracking. You can tell where they did not retract. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That long straightaway tunnel. It felt like an arrow mine ride. <laughs> and, but. You know, the first drop, the reprofiling of it, making it steeper, that was so much better of a first drop. Oh, yeah, until you hit the brakes halfway down it. Halfway down the hill. 
it, they mean streaked it. I mean, yeah. those those breaks have been there for a while. But I think you feel it more now because it's steeper. Yeah. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. that that's, the re- that's the reasoning <laughs> okay, for me. I do not like the beast. The you beast can hate me for it. I would it. ride Mystic Timbers at any day over the beast. Oh, Mystic absolutely. Timbers is my favorite wooden coaster. I love Mystic Timbers. It's. As I was saying. I just wish Mystic Timbers was a little bit longer. If they sacrificed the damn shed shit and made it just a little bit longer. I know they couldn't do it in that area. But, but I mean, the shed is the brake run and the storage track. I, I know, like I they know, utilized. They just themed their yeah. brake run, but a little bit longer. But yes, I will agree with you. I really like that ride. And I'm not a wooden coaster person. It's, it's I great. don't hate it. It's great. Next. Park operations and capacity. How are the overall operations at the park? Were all the attractions open? Were all of the food locations open? If the lines were long, did they have all the trains on? Um, how quickly did the ride crews dispatch? Were queues for food being used correctly? Were all the food windows and counters being used if the lines were long? Were the music and the TVs in the park or theming being operated correctly? I'll give it a seven. Everything was open. Mm-hmm. Every food place was open. Mm-hmm. Now, food lines. I mean, we went Some into the hot dog place. Others. Yes. We went into that hot dog place, and I'm like, no, I'm not waiting in this. Um, but I mean, I got my chili. I literally walked up to yeah, the counter, ordered right. my chili, and went. Like, it, it just depends on where you went. Yeah. And same thing with the rides. It depends on where you were at, whether or not the 30 minute posted wait time was really 30 minutes or was it an hour or was it 15? Um, some rides mowed through people. Yeah. And some rides it was like, mm. um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, it was, it, it to me, it was what I would have expected for that park. Mm-hmm. I wasn't disappointed with it. I don't hate it. I noticed that things were lacking, but, and I noticed that other things were like speeding up, but I don't really have anything yeah. to complain about it. I think that's the ebb and flow of the industry right now. Or crazy. Um, I would give it a seven. I think ride ops have improved since our last visit. I think a lot of the um, coaster dispatch crews were on game as opposed to previous trips where it was like, you could use some improvement. Um, now, I had noticed that, yes, most of the windows and uh, food locations were open, but they weren't always running every possible lane. Like when we went to get funnel cakes, that one whole side was shut down. Yeah, they shut down the one side. So the line was going off the door. At the time of night, where everybody wants to get a funnel cake. Mm-hmm. But that could be staffing, which I understand is an industry issue. But I think, by and large, the ride crews have improved a bit over previous trips. Real quick before Brian goes, the one thing that I will say, there were there are several rides where a locker is a must. They don't have the bins. And I was surprised that, you know, my mother had that book bag thing. Chris, you had your cane, mm-hmm. what, whatever. Nobody said anything. They were like, okay, they we'll just take things it. to some people. The cane, they can't. 
he has to. Well, that to that I understand. That's a mobility but device, like, which is technically an extension of my person. So they can't tell me to put part of myself in a box. No, but like, uh, like my mother with her book bag, like when we got on a ride, yes, you have to have a locker to put stuff in. But the guy was just like, oh, take it. And they put it in the control booth. They didn't have it. They didn't like just throw it to the side or whatever. Like they put it and nobody said anything about it. Which which was nice. Now, what, Not saying that everybody should do that. Now, what but, was funny, though, they were stopping people for Flight of Fear. When we were getting in line for Flight of Fear, they were making people put their stuff. Yeah. And I don't know if it was just because that was the early entry part of the day when they were being a little nicer. Or for all we know, the, the digital locker system might not have been working. That is the truth. <laughs> no, because it shares the same lockers for Flight of Fear. Okay. Brian, what say you? Seven. Why I mean, come? Everything was open, you know, which was great. The food places were all open. Um, the park seemed well-staffed. Um, ride crews could be a little bit better, but here's what I will say. As much as I call Diamondback Diamond Stack, because I swear to God it stacks all the time, almost every single delay for dispatch had nothing to do with the crews. It was the people not fitting. Up bar. 32. My, 64, my 11. Favorite highlight, my highlight of the day. We were getting on the flight of fear. And, you know, I was a former ride operator at Kennywood. So I know what ride operators do. There's lingos, there's codes, there's all kinds of ways that you communicate with each other that the general public doesn't know. And I laughed because the girl behind the control booth said, up bar, 27, 32, 61. And I thought about it for a second. I went, Okay. Then people were getting kicked off the ride because they wouldn't fit in the bar. And she literally, before people even sat down, called out to the crew which people wouldn't fit. And she didn't lock the bars. She didn't lock any bars. Until... She did not lock bars until... She's good at what she, what she does. Like, it was... Incre I was laughing and smiling so hard because she literally called all three out. And literally, those were the three people. That I guess fit. you and I had slightly different perceptions because I felt in general, the crews were better this go-round than Oh, they previous. were. I didn't say the crews were bad. I said the thing that was slowing oh. the dispatches down were the fact that they had the people weren't fitting. But that's one thing I will say about Kings Island. And there's, what, three or four people on Flight of Fear when we got on that had to get off. Yeah. But Kings Island has their lap bars, their first click is lower than most other amusement parks anywhere. And other enthusiasts will tell you this. The first click on, like, if you go to Waldemere and you ride Ravine Flyer 2, see where that first click happens and how high the bar is above you. The first click on Cedar on Kings Island's wooden roller coasters is almost at my waist. And it has to do two clicks for them to let you ride. Well, that makes me feel real good about my self-esteem because I fit on everything that I ventured. <laughs> but to I mean, it, I, literally, if you go to a park, I want you to do an experiment. See where that first click happens, and then go to Kings Island on the Beast or the Racer or Mystic Timbers and see where that first click happens. It's a hell of a lot closer to your lap at Kings Island, and I think that is why things stack and things happen. However, I was a little worried on Diamondback because I couldn't get it to click one more time, and it was pretty high above me. But I couldn't get it. I couldn't. 
Well, that's why they have the seatbelt. If, <coughs> if the crotch restraint doesn't go down far enough. Okay, next category. Oh, I'm chewing. After spot. Q lines. How nice are the Q lines? Are they well organized? Do they have shade structures, roofs, fans, music, air conditioning, heating, landscaping, trees? Seven. There are certain things that are done a lot better that you can tell that were paramount and they kept paramount. Mm -hmm. There are certain things that are Cedar Fair. Banshee. Diamondback. Diamondback. <laughs> Orion. Um, Ryan is very gatekeeperish. Yeah, but without the tent, like oh yeah. no, they no, they, they have do the have the they, they have do metal. Yeah, they have that like it, like, like it reminds me of gatekeeper. It's a weird hybrid because it's themed and it's not. It's it's Cedar Fair themed. Yes, actually, it's Cedar Point themed, not Cedar Fair themed. Mm. Um, so seven. So there's a lot of stuff. They have the fans. They had the misters going. They mm. have. The god awful video screens just bring back the goddamn music. Music, just put music in line. Just put music in line. Nobody, nobody, nobody likes fun TV. Nobody no wants to walk through them the anymore. Nobody wants to walk through the queue line of Orion and hear about the history of Steel Vengeance. Uh -huh. It's not even at that park. Why are you talking about right. it? Mm -hmm. You get people hyped up, and it's not even there for the general public. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there They're there wasn't. Shady. The thing I like about their lines, they almost all have some kind of shade structures over them, other than the kitty area. Yeah, kitty areas don't have anything. No, but not as much like the roller coasters do. No, none of the like flat rides or anything. They're right. just kind of like it's kind of like Kitty Land at Kennywood. It's just kind of you just line up along the fence. The ones all with with longer lines do though. Like the helicopter ride, that's completely covered. The Boo Blasters ride. Let's say you, Chris. Um, I'm going to give it a, a six, only because it's very scattershot. Some lines are very well maintained, and some lines are not. Um, Banshee was in decent shape, but Diamondback, referring back to those TVs, you couldn't see half of them because the bushes had just grown around them. And the them. speakers like weren't on like exactly. So some of the some of the lines are very well maintained and the theming is maintained and look good. Even though Banshee has generic shade structures, it's still themed with the tombstones and whatnot. And some of them still have audio that plays when it should. And then some of them are just you know pipe and concrete jungles with overgrown bushes over the TVs. It's kind of hit and miss. The only TVs I remember hearing were in Orion. Mm -hmm. Of all the TVs that were in line, I don't remember hearing anything from any of the other rides. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting. Okay. I mean, you have some like Mystic Timbers is well done. Flight of Fear is well done. You know. Flight of Fear is probably the best line there. Best oh, cue yeah. there. Well, it's air conditioned. It's inside. For well, me, it's hard. Sort of. Because I think of the hate. Well, they ended up opening. The inside was open middle of the day when it was like an hour and a half wait. Um, I just remember the heyday when they had amazing themed rides and amazing themed queue lines. Firehawk. 
like Tomb Raider. Yeah. <laughs> like Tomb Raider when Adventure Express had all of the theming and music going and um when Outer Limits Flight of Fear was like in its full like glory. I mean it's it's still nice, but you know, when Top Gun had theming and music, it just a lot of the attractions used to have more of a Bush Gardens semi universal feel. And now it's kinda like but uh, but that's also a theme with Cedar Point where they yeah. will put money in to the first season of having theming and a backstory. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. Or even the backstory they gave Steel Vengeance that nobody really cared about and they didn't care about themselves and it's since disappeared. The but thing I'm, is, is is having this awesome back the, the backstory to Steel Vengeance is amazing. Yes. But then putting up little poster boards mm-hmm. with this is chess, this is blackjack, yeah. this is no. Do more with it. Yeah. You have all of this cue. Do so much more with it. Yep. But anyway. So but in terms of cue lines, I give it a seven because they do have the shade structures. They do have fans. They do have roof structures over most of them. Somewhat music. The one's air conditioned, well two, because Boo Blasters is air conditioned. Um, they need to trim some of their trees, though. Mm-hmm. Some of their shrubbery and their trees are like... Shave your bush. Yes. The next category. Food! The variety and quality of the park food. Did they have any sit-down full-service locations, quick-service snacks, any specialty food that was unique to this park? Was the food served hot and fresh? I'm going to give it an eight. They have your run-of-the-mill Cedar Fair general theme park food. However, for the 50th anniversary, they had so much shit Mm -hmm. that was spread spread out. And it was different in every location. It was not, well, you get this pretzel, let's say, here, but you can get it everywhere. No. You could only get that pretzel mm-hmm. at that place. Um, that was genius to me. Um, like, I almost want to go again just to go around to the booths to see what they have. And I think that is such an upgrade from their food festival catastrophe yeah, that happened last year when we went. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like the stuff, like we were walking around the park and we we're like, oh my God. Yeah, we were. We the wiener. To- the screaming banshee wiener. Yeah. Yeah. Which and bad, name, bad name, bad <laughs> name. But like, well, I mean, we went to the to the brew house and we got the uh, Dragon Ball Z. No, not Dragon Ball Z. Diamondback Diamondback bites, and you know they were different. They were like kind of like a crab rangoon minus the crab. They were cream cheese based. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I yeah. Chris, what say you? Um. I would give it somewhere between a six and a seven, probably more of a six, only because I did like the Diamondback Bites, but they weren't great. I I like the fact that they tried different things, but they could have been a little better. And I, you know, I think this is a path that the park is on to definitely improve their food because it seems like they're always a test bed for the new things going to Cedar Fair parks. Uh, There's always room for improvement. The, you had mentioned about locations having specific food. In fact, the only place, the only thing that I ever saw repeated 
the golden ice cream, I think, was in three spots. But that was the only repeat. I mean, specific things were only in certain places. The only real gripe I had was that a lot of the time, the picture of the item did not match the actual food you were getting by a long shot. Specifically, their... Celebration funnel cake. The celebration funnel cake. It was cake. so good, though. It was good because it, it was, was one of the a, best funnel cakes I've ever had. It was covered in a blue mousse that was the same flavor as their iconic blue ice cream, but it did not resemble the pick they were advertising. Which I finally had the blue ice cream. Did you? What say you? I, I think it was different. I probably <laughs> wouldn't get it again. I it's a it very vanilla. unique. I get the twist. I get the vanilla mixed with the blue. I think that might be a little bit. That's what better. I always do. Because it's like blueberry adjacent, but not. Now quite. I loved it on the funnel but like, cake, but like, like that blue mousse on the funnel cake was good. It was like blueberry meets cotton candy, but not really to it. Like, yeah, it was a neighbor. <laughs> I give food a seven. Um, again, I would love to be able to try one of the days where they actually have the specialty dinners at the international restaurant. I really wish we could have gotten to try that specialty food place that had like the chef's corner that was making that stuff. I think the thing with Kings Island's food is some of it is fantastic. Some of it is okay. And then there's the in-between. I think if it all was as fantastic as some of those places were, it would be a different. But I will say none of it that I've ever tried falls into the bad category. And we've been to plenty of parks where the food has been, oh, that was a waste of money. Like, again, I I love me some Skyline Chili. I know you can get that outside of the park at other places, but it is... Literally right outside the park. It is is still unique. It is still... I I like it because it's like a a tribute to the area that people from Cincinnati... That's a Cincinnati area. But they love... That That's like their so Primanis, oh, yeah. almost. This would be the section of the review where we can talk about pizza and how Brian's a dirty liar. I didn't oh. say that it was like the word. No, Knobles has like the awesome pizza. I said that Kings Island has Did special. July 18th, 2021, we went there and Brian said, oh my God, their pizza is amazing. It's La Rosa's. It's right over here. I'm going to get the chili. You guys get the pizza. It's going to be amazing. Chris and I go over, we get the pizza, we looked at each other, and we said, middle school. Yes. Cafeteria. And then, oh, and then, this is different. It is never like this. It No, the no. There is something different. Bad. It has to be with the staff. Brian blamed no, no, the no, no, unpleasantness. No. We go back, yes, we 6 and Chris says, well, I'll get pizza. Yes, you need to try and get the pizza again. Chris goes to La Rosa's to get the pizza. Chris comes back. Chris tries the pizza. Chris goes, hmm, middle school cafeteria pizza day. Brian says, oh, that's because you need to get it at the fest house. At no point in the previous trips did he ever say it no, was the pizza Brian the has house. never said that. Now, Brian on 614... 22 brian no no 6 14 22 brian says oh well i never said that i mean their pizza's okay there's other places that are better back in its heyday it was better i prefer the skyline chili true true and true and we have all this on record true true and true i do not deny it (laughs) 
Woo, the backpedaling is hard. Next, food seating areas. But Aiden likes the pizza. Aiden did yes. the pizza. Well, Aiden, yeah. Aiden likes McDonald's chicken nuggets. How are the food <laughs> seating areas? Were they shady, air conditioning or heat, enough seats, rain protection? Timmy. Huh? Seating. What did you call me? I called you Timmy. <laughs> Timmy! <laughs> food seating areas. <laughs> um, for this trip, I'm gonna say an eight. I don't have an issue with it. There was covered seating. There was umbrella seating. There is shade seating. There is bench seating. There is indoor seating. Indoor seating. Um, air conditioned seating. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not Cedar Point. And you're saying it's a good thing. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Christopher, I would give it an eight. There is a variety of seating there. You never really, at least in my experience, we didn't have to search for seats. Exactly, you don't have. No, if, as busy as the park was. If there's a place to eat, there is seating, which is typically covered in some sort of way. And if you can't find covered seating, there are plenty of either benches or butt height walls that are appropriate to chill on. I can't complain about seating options in this park. The only time we searched was for the fireworks. Well, that's also was 30 minutes when Chris got his middle school cafeteria pizza at best pizza. Um, But that was the only time. And And thank you to my five year old. Yes, he got us as soon as those people left that table. He was sat down is a table sniper. (laughs) But the thing that got me with that, it was it was though we were in the area of all the Disney type. You know, I got to (coughs) my fireworks spot. I'm not eating anything, but I'm going to take up this table and hold it with my hands out for my family that's riding other things that's going to come and sit. Which, all that stuff kind of makes sense, and yeah. I'm not going to hate on it. It's just no. typical. I don't think if they, if they didn't have fireworks, we wouldn't have yeah. to wait. No. Find tables but by and there. large, I don't think seating of any type is an mm. issue anywhere in the park. No. No. I mean, I gave it a nine because I really, really like how much seating they have and how many how much covered seating they have. Like when we went for Christmas, there was indoor space. They made the outdoor space. They put those drop downs. They, they had put heaters, the fire pits they had out. Fi- mm-hmm. Like, no well, matter my, what the weather, there's somewhere to go. My personal favorite spot is that kind of back porch alleyway that is next to what is that? The, the brew house. Yeah. Brew house the, across back from, by Diamondback. Back by Diamondback. They had fire pits out. Yeah. And actually, any time of year, it's a nice area that most people don't realize is open. And they have umbrellas and seating back That's just a there. nice area back there. Yes. Right? Next, shows and entertainment. The variety and quality of the shows and entertainment. Did the park offer shows for the family, the children, the adults, any with live musicians? Were there indoor or covered theaters to escape the weather? I will go last so as not to affect the average. Chris. Uh, It has been my experience comparing this to other Cedar Fair parks, which I can only really compare it to Cedar Point. I think Kings Island does better with shows. Um. They currently have a tribute show to the Phantom Theater. Yes, the Phantom Theater Encore. Which was very fun, entertaining, inside a covered air-conditioned theater, which Aiden thoroughly enjoyed. It was a mixture of... He was dancing along. He was laughing. Song and dance. They had Aerial Axe. They had a snarky puppet that was funny as hell. 
there was something for just about everybody in that show. And they they have other shows. They have a peanut show. Um, what was the? They, they, well, they there have, was that '70s show that we didn't yeah. get to see in the fest house with the seven-piece live band, and so they have a variety of options. There's pretty much something for every demographic. Families can watch. Kids, I give it an eight. Uh, it's it's not like Disney or Universal or even some Bush Gardens, but I think it's some of the best that I've seen come out of Cedar Point. Plus fireworks or Cedar Fair, yes. Even even without the drones, their fireworks show was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I also give it an eight. I think. Um, I mean, I'm excited to go back when they actually have all the shows running because there were a couple that weren't running yet. Um, well, since you bring that up, I would have liked to see the fireworks show with the drones. <laughs> but because there was a light breeze and sprinkle, they decided to pull the drones. I mean, you can't. Them for it, I, I, under, I understand. I understand. And it was the show was pretty good even without them. <laughs> but I think I the, like those flamethrowers. Those yeah, were the cool. flamethrowers coming out of the middle of the lake were not and expected. Moving. Like <laughs> very it gave me my bit of jaws flashbacks, but you could feel the heat. <laughs> Alicia was happy. She's like, oh <laughs> yes. So what did you say? I give it an eight as well. And you said eight. All right, so I'll give it an eight just to not f up the. But I am the ride guy. I the show times is normally my smoking and find the beer garden. Or if you time. feel like marin, um, uh, I almost said marinade. Or a marathon. When you, I almost said marinade a ride. No marathon um, a ride. Marathon however, ride. the one thing I will say, I did enjoy their fun fireworks fifty yeah. whatever it is. Um, that was pretty cool. The whole thing that they made International Street, like, it would have been cool if we were sat down sit down at the end by the 50 sign. Yeah. Because it's like a, it's almost like a 3D effect where they bring you into it. The fireworks came off of the buildings yeah. of International Street at times. The flames that they were talking about were all down International Street. Um, In the so it really brought you, it was a more of a 3D effect, mm -hmm. like immersive. Whereas where we were, we were kind of off to the side, but still, I mean, I still felt it. I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, that's cool. Like the fireworks. It was you know, well all thought out. Us. Like it was not just a let's light some fireworks and put music. It was time for no. the music. The No, it was not. Let's go in the back of the park and piss off the people in the housing development that was just built a couple years ago. Um, it was all around you. Um, so it was very, I hate to say, but it was very Disney-like. Mm-hmm. So but in a good way. They did a good job mm -hmm. for Cedar Fair. And Cedar Fair typically does FS. Yes. Anyway. Park atmosphere, theming, and landscaping. How nice was the park atmosphere? Trees, water features, fountains, landscaping. How detailed was the theming? Was music playing in the park? At night, were the lights working correctly? Were the buildings freshly painted and not run down looking? Were there nice shaded places to sit down and relax? Nine. Absolutely. The only thing that kept it from giving a 10 is that the fountain between the train and Mystic Timbers was not filled. It was just dry. Hmm. Is that it? That is it. Other than that, every area is themed great. All the stuff over by Banshee is themed a certain way. The stuff over by Orion is all themed with that 
intergalactic shit. You get into Diamondback and stuff. It's like Western and it, it like, I really like it. It's shady. It's clean. I didn't see garbage. The garbage cans were not like we overflowing. Um, oh. um, but like, it, I really like the atmosphere of the park. I would give it a nine as well. Unlike Cedar Point, there are not massive stretches of con concrete and asphalt that just radiate heat. There is shade. Everything is well maintained in the flower beds. I, I wouldn't give it like it's not quite Dollywood level. It's so no, it's well maintained that it needs trimmed back. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. So like everything is growing healthy. Like, yes. A little bit too much in some areas. Um, a lot of miracle grow. I really have no complaints. And the park was pretty clean. Uh, well, cleanliness it, is next. Well, it, to me, it, they kind of overlap. When it comes to music, what I like is that although they were playing a lot of rip-off adjacent recorded for collection CD versions of Kids songs, <laughs> it wasn't quite original. But artists. the music fit the areas. The music fit the areas. And my but it wasn't licensed. You could yeah. tell it was blatant covers. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's the only... My, my favorite part, though, and this is kind of a running gag, is anytime you go into a western section in a Cedar Fair Park, you hear tracks from Pickin' On, mm -hmm. which is a bluegrass and banjo cover band of modern hits. And what I do tend to like is that they don't play the same songs. No, it's different, different parts in, have like their own. In every Cedar Fair Park that has... A western section, so King's Island has its own tone. You're going to hear weird covers that you don't hear at Cedar Point. Like, I've heard Tom Petty's um, Free Falling done on a banjo at Cedar Point, but I've only ever heard Love Shack on a banjo at King's Island. So the music is always appropriate. Like, they, they get a nine from me because they keep appropriate where they can and it's pretty stable what do you say i also give it a nine so nines all around um i love king's island i think i love their international street it is I, if i was a local i would go there just to enjoy the fountains and eat um and check it out i felt bad we didn't get to spend a little bit more time there um but every area is different the only area that really that needs a little bit of an overhaul is the area by like banshee and Oh, the action zone? Yeah. Like that area. It, that reminds me, that area reminds me of where, like, Lightning Racer in the Wild Mouse is at Hershey Park. Mm -hmm. That it's kind of just like a flat, just. It's very cedar, amusement park. Cedar pointy. It's an amusement park. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a fun spot. Yeah. Fireworks. Woo! Our next category is cleanliness. How clean was the park, including buildings, midways, rides, ride vehicles, queue lines, landscaping? Were the midways clean of trash? Were the trash cans emptied and not overflowing? How clean were the food serving and seating areas? And how clean were the bathrooms? Nine. Nine for Tim. Shit was clean. There was no shit in the bathroom. The bathrooms were very clean. <laughs> are, are you, are, is that, are you? That's it. Uh, I would give it an eight. I didn't see any trash. The bathrooms were clean. I think some of the bathrooms could use a retrofit. Well, we're not to the restrooms yet. That's the next oh. category. Well, didn't you 
But you just mentioned the. I said the cleanliness of okay, the rest. Okay, fine. Oh. They were clean. Still get an eight. And I didn't see any trash in the park. Mm-hmm. I put it at the same level as Dollywood. I mean, it was pretty impeccable. I mean, the buildings at Dollywood were painted with fresher, like. There was a lot of building. You could tell they did a lot of stuff yeah. on the off, yeah, yeah. On, on the off season. Yeah. Also, Kings Island. None of the garbage cans were overflowing. No, mm. none of them. And even as busy of a day as it was. Yeah. And every once in a while, you have that one or two garbage cans in the park that just has a spirit of its own that emanates in a radius around it, and has multiple flying bees or hornets around it. But none of them that I noticed. Had that. I mean, they the drink and refresh stations. None of them had yeah. bees and stuff. Yes. Yeah. They were on their game. Yep. I also gave it an eight. Um, there were parts of the park, like, like the Banshee area. Like, I feel like they did work with the rest of the park and fixed it all up real nice. And the action zone, like, there was that area where half the tarps were up mm. for the shade for the seating area. Half them weren't. It didn't look right. Like the paint was like you almost feel like that might be on their next list of things to rehab. So they weren't going to put a like, lot I'm of effort wondering into if it, the which next... is weird because the whole action zone, and then you have Banshee, mm-hmm. which does not fit into action with the whole haunted hill thing. I understand the backstory behind Banshee yeah. and all that stuff mm-hmm. and why it is what it is, but I mean, it does not fit into that area. I mean, honestly, I feel like Action Zone could be refreshed and rethemed. I'd into like it a to be general... a haunted zone. Yes, because you have the bat whole area and... like the bat, the banshee, and you could have the drop ride called the Gallows or something equally dark. Ooh, yes, yeah, you could do a bunch. That's of that. a little too. Ooh. So again, I but give you it like good, it. Good, yeah, I do <laughs> like it, but not gonna happen. But oh yeah. So I give it eight as well. Next restrooms. How were the majority of the restrooms in the park? Were they pleasant and well taken care of? Did they have enough stalls, automatic features, air conditioning, music? I don't know if there was music in there. There wasn't. No, I don't remember any music. But I give it an eight. Yeah. And um, and the only reason I don't give it a nine is because the restrooms had the Cedar Fair logo on them. Which is weird. And the one which, thing I which noticed... always makes me laugh. The corporate, <laughs> the corporate logo is on the crapper. Yeah. So you give it an eight. Karma. Chris. <laughs> uh, I give it a seven only because I mean they were clean, they were maintained, the automatic features were working. Um, at least in the men's side of things, there is not enough stalls in any of the bathrooms nope. that I went into. There are lines for them. Some of them only had one. one. Yeah, that's yeah. There was that one. Yeah, yeah I went into one that was like the entrance was... one has one. That's... Like right by the park entrance, one stall. Yes. That... Like when you first come in to yeah. the right, yeah. That's really sort of non-acceptable. So that's when I said in the earlier category, before I was admonished for speaking of bathroom design too early, that a lot of these And I don't believe it was differently able. It was whoever could, yeah. It wasn't... I mean, they might have had a, a like a rail in it. I don't know. I wasn't in there. They might have had a rail. But it, it didn't but it was look all... big enough to roll yeah. in there. But it was also the only one. Um, that that's the one point of improvement that I I mean it was still automatic and they were clean, but there was a line forming. Yep. I also gave it a seven. There was a lot of bathrooms that had air conditioning, but it was not running. Like there were a couple bathrooms, like the one by the Coney Mall. 
like Oktoberfest and the Cunny Mall restroom that definitely no the air was there, but it was not on. It was getting a little by the middle of the day it was stuffy in there. Um but no, they just some of their restrooms need like But even if they were getting stuffy, none of them had that lovely carnival kind of zoo no. odor about like they were still maintained even yeah. if the air wasn't moving. Yep. In fact I went into one of them and someone was actually being trained on cleaning so like they are on it like i said my only gripe was lack of stalls they were not magnum no well anything is better merch and gift shops the variety and quality of the park merch did they have customized unique items indoor walkthrough gift shops air conditioned and or heated did the park offer on ride photos for attractions yes 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 and yes um i'll give it a nine. Um, there were on-ride photos for everything. I, I we don't have, and this is this is what we need to do. We need to buy an on-ride photo of us. We don't have one. We need to get one like but, on a BNM okay. where we're four across. But, but the, we're, like, the problem with that one. is that every yes. photo that shows all of us, two of us will look good, and one of us will look deranged no, because we have this too. Yeah. Um, Arms up, half a face, no profile. Like. Yes. Um, on right photos, merch and gifts everywhere. Mm -hmm. They have incredible merchandise. Mm -hmm. I love their merchandise. Um, they're very much like Dollywood, where when you're by Banshee, you can buy Banshee merch, yes. but that's the only place you can buy Banshee. I mean, on the main Emporium, they have a good mix. Very little. But even in the main Emporium, when I went it's into the main Emporium, on yeah. Park. It's it's more park like, yeah. yeah, it is. Um, it's almost like the one gift shop at Cedar Point or the main gift shop at Dollywood when you exit, where it's Kings Island intensive. Yes, but you know you get off Diamondback. They have Diamondback merchandise. Not that you go through a gift shop, but in the shops near it. I was surprised Banshee had all their merch removed from the bottom of their station. It's the photos, and that's it. That yeah. place. Used well, to there's that one place that's up next to it by the by the drop zone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That place has all that, and you know, you, you can buy stuff that's ride like the one gift shop over by Flight of Fear has all the Orion stuff, but there's no Flight of Fear stuff. I, d I have not seen one Flight of Fear piece of merchandise anywhere other than the 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 uh posters that yeah. all the parks are doing. It's the only thing for Flight of Fear. Do they do have they done a coaster? Yeah, yeah, they have an Anna coaster. Okay. Um, and they have a coaster cut out too, but, um, and, and the thing is like, I wanted to get the diamondback poster and I wanted to get the Orion Nana coaster. I could not buy them in the same place. Mm. And I didn't like, as when we were, I kept going to the different gift shops. You couldn't buy the same two things anyway, but which is smart from I, a park perspective. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't want to skew Tim's review. I'll give it an eight. Um, I really didn't go in any gift shops on this trip. What I will say is that, well, I did sort of um, peer on some of the ones in Planet Snoopy, and it's kind of the fun thing with Cedar Fair Parks. If you are a Snoopy and Peanuts fan, they have superstores for that stuff right inside the park. Outlets. <laughs> if, there's a, if you are a fan of Peanuts and Snoopy and Charlie Brown and all these sort of characters, if you want something with them emblazoned on it, those stores will have them. That's what my my mother went shopping. Yeah, and all the shit that she bought was all Snoopy stuff, and like none of it said Kings Island. I'm like, why would you buy something? 
hey, if you're a Snoopy fan, you're a Snoopy fan. But like you said, what I did notice, I didn't go into many, but just glancing as I walked by, they had a very nice variety. And like you said, it was very store specific. You weren't going to find everything in one location, which is kind of interesting. It keeps you flowing through the park. However, they their 50th merch and their nice. retro merch is mm. nice yeah they brought back a lot of retro merch mm. like, like the, the racer shirts and... the racer shirt and then the backwards racer yes. shirts yes but... i also give it an eight um i love the stuff that they have i think it's great um i scored it down a little bit just like i was surprised that like banshee's merch was removed and um I'm shocked that they don't have any merch by the Beast. Like, you'd think yeah. with everything... Yeah, they don't. Everything that I saw for the Beast was up by the bathroom. No, by the bathroom up in, like, the main entrance. Yeah. In that one store that's over there, yeah. and then they have that other store that's like, I don't know what it is, but they sell shit. <laughs> For all, like, we, for all we know, all their uh, beast merchandise could be sitting in a tanker ship somewhere, and they just haven't gotten it yeah, yet. They don't. All right. Next is employees. How are the park employees? Were they efficient? Were they friendly? Did they seem happy to be there, or did it feel like you were disturbing them? Did any of them go out of your way to make your day special? <laughs> they were like, better than they were at Winterfest. Oh, like yeah. seven point five, I I but I, I mean I, I if that's what you can put, that's fine. Nobody went out of their way for me, mm-hmm. or that I saw. I mean, other than the people that like were you know, like on Orion, the people took my mother's purse or whatever and put it back. But like, they weren't bad mm-hmm. at all. I thought they were very friendly. Yes, there, there well, was... there was the girl, the girl. At the Eiffel Tower. That knew her shit. And, and you kept looking at me. And I kept looking at you like waiting for her to fuck up. And she didn't fuck up. She knew her shit. Nope. Except the racer. The racer switches track. Switches sides. Oh, halfway through. that's the, that only the only part. Because I was like, oh no, you drew a diagram. It's in the beginning. <laughs> but she knew her stuff about retracking and what. Like, yeah. She was great. I, I loved. Um. <coughs> the people at Orion seem super friendly, like just in general, that crew. When we were leaving, oh, have a great day. They were, you know, they were out there. Um, Mystic Timbers crew was very nice. But when we were getting off Backlot Stunt Coaster, I thought they were very like, oh, take your time. You know, like they were. I, I was going to. The lady in Mystic Timbers, the big lady. Yeah, the big lady. That you were like, there used to be an era. Yeah, they flipped it around. Yep. She knew. She knew, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I would give them an eight. Everybody seemed really pleasant. And unlike previous trips, and unlike a lot of parks, I have some issues getting off of getting on and off a coaster sometimes. Legs don't have the best flexibility, and some coaster vehicles aren't the easiest things to get in and out of. <coughs> Era. Well, in general. Um, but you know what? A, a lot of coaster crews, like, I've gotten side-eye from Cedar them Point Because I, I'm taking too long. These people were pleasant. A lot of them actually offered to help. You brought up stunt coaster. Mm-hmm. There was no worries. She, you know, they. I she found was like, a way take all up. the time you need. Yeah, I got, I got no hassle, and that's something I've run into before. 
pleasant across the board, bunch of smiles. I got a lot of how's your day going? Glad you're here. The people mm-hmm. were happy to be there that day, at least that day. The day they were there, they were pretty. I also gave it an eight. I thought that they were all friendly. Like when I asked for the extra uh, maple syrup mm-hmm. and he brought out three, like, yeah. I'm like, holy cow, don't need that much. Um, but they were all, they were all very friendly, and I, I like that they, they seemed engaging. None of them just kind of kept to themselves and didn't engage. So eights all around. Technology. <laughs> <laughs> Did the park have an app? Did yeah. they provide free Wi-Fi? Yeah. How was the park app? Mm-hmm. How was the Wi-Fi? Well, half the park had it and half did it. Uh, did the parks have ride wait times listed on the app? And were the times, <laughs> and were the times accurate? <laughs> oh, I love Cedar Point. I'm going to give it a four. Well, Wi-Fi for me, I don't ever go on Wi-Fi. I just, I never do unless I'm in my house. But, um, or here, or here because, here. yeah. Um, their app it's a typical cedar fair app it sucks it's definitely not dollywoods no i hate it i hate that when you're out of the park you cannot see wait times um that needs to be something that's built in um all cedar fairs do that oh we'll show you wait times when you're inside the park no just throw it outside the park because maybe you could get more people into the park if it's a slower day um and um your wait times yeah they're provided by employees at the rides so if the employees are on top of it you don't know the actual times the only thing it said the ride was down if the ride was down the app told like showed you that was but was it really i mean the log flume was yeah at that point how long did it take it for it to show that it was down i mean but I mean, you're you're looking. Oh, Diamondback! We've seen it so many times at Cedar Point. Still, Benja's thirty minute wait, and you get there, and it's an hour and a half. Um, but like, you know, we were in line for what were Mystic Timbers, and we said, "Oh, Banshee's thirty minutes," and they were like, "Oh no, we came from there," and they said it was ninety, and we turned around and walked back. You know, it's their apps are about thirty to forty minutes. They behind. need to get whatever Dollywood has. Where I swear to God, every single ride time was exactly or at least close to what it was. They need to give out their little red cards on the black lanyards. Flick. (laughs) But those didn't work either. You know why Flick was never accurate? Because, yeah, sure, when I scanned it and then got off, that recorded how long I waited. Wait, what? What? At Disney. Yeah, what are you talking about, though? It's called Flick. I've never done. They've said they've just handed it to us. Yeah, and I actually have like three in my house, but they've handed it to us. We don't scan nothing. Yeah, they scan it. They take it. They nobody's ever taken it from me. Oh, see, then they're not right. There's at the end. They're, they're you're contributing to, see... to the problem. Yeah, Timothy. you're supposed to have it. Nobody's visible. ever asked for me. Yeah, it's supposed to stay visible, like around your neck. And then when you get up to the loading booth, they'll take it from you, and then they scan it, and then that records how long the line is. Okay, so nobody's ever asked me for that. I And, like, I've always had it. Yeah. And nobody's ever asked me for it, and that's why I have, like, three of them. Anyway, uh, Chris, technology. I am part of the problem. Their app is mediocre. Their wait times are pointless. 
decent Wi-Fi coverage on half the park. Not the best. Okay, Co- decent coverage on half the park is better than spotty all yes. over, which is pretty much what I would say about Cedar Point. But again, not Dollywood. Dollywood, like they have repeaters everywhere, but number four, and that's being charitable. I also give it a four. Same reasons. Last category, park value. To me, one of the most important categories. What was the value of this park when it came to what you paid for versus what you got? With admission, parking, food, gifts, etc., water, rides included, not everything involved. Okay, so I have two different views. A, Platinum Pass. It was free. I'm happy. (laughs) Period. B, I did have to pay for my mother. I did have to pay for Aiden because they do not... Well, they do not offer a pre-K pass. They used to. They canceled it in 2018, 2019. Um, They do not offer it. I think it's because Cedar... Kings Island is more of a regional park. Mm-hmm. It's more of like a Kennywood yeah. type park. So I I can kind of understand that. But every other Cedar Fair park offers the pre-K pass. Otherwise, my child would have been in for free, but I paid $45 for him. That's still not bad. Paid $45 for him. Paid $45 for my mother. To be honest, $45, well worth it. For my child... He rode a shit ton. Plus, if you think the water park's included, too. And the water park's included. We didn't go to it, but it that. My mother, $45. She rode a lot of rides. She rode all the kid rides with Aiden and all that. Absolutely, I would give it a nine. What's crazy to think, Tim, is if you wanted to take your mother to Kennywood, and if you paid gate price at Kennywood, you'd pay $70. Exactly. I think it's close to 70 now. I I, I would score it a 9 as well. Basically for the same reasons that Tim List. I mean, we all have Platinum Passes. And at this point, they've all paid for themselves. Oh, yeah. And when you look at the price you pay to get in just standard for this park, it's amazing the value returned. And yes, not on par with Cedar Fair when it comes to food prices and merch. But I am willing to say that the food quality and the merch quality seems to be slightly better than other Cedar Fair parks. Mm -hmm. You know, the merch might be harder to quantify, but the food is definitely better than what you get for the same price at Cedar Point. I also give it a nine. Same reasons. I think you get a great value from Kings Island. What I'm laughing about is our totals. Tim gives it the highest score it, of the three of us. Well, it you, is you literally your. It is my favorite part. Yeah. It it is moved above Dollywood. Really, me. really. Yes. Mm-hmm. That park has moved above Dollywood only for the rides. Mm. I think the, it's the coasters. Yeah. I think their coasters are so much better than Dollywood's. But see, Dollywood has a very unique and very different coaster lineup mm-hmm. and dollywood's coasters are amazing and they fit dollywood mm-hmm. for me the, i like diamondback the thrill i you like get orion from... i like banshee uh, yeah so the thrill factor for king's island outweighs the charm factor of dollywood yes. 
for me. Yes. See, and, but I mean, I, being the ride guy, that makes sense. Yeah. King, Kings Island has definitely Kings Island is better than Cedar Point for me. Mm. Hands oh, down. Uh, I would go to Kings Island before I went to Cedar Point again. Oh, I agree with you there. But of the two that I would want to spend just more time in general in, it's still Dollywood. But I'm with you with Kings Island being at the top of my Cedar Fair parks. Oh yeah. If you said this weekend, Tim, let's go, let's go somewhere. I'll say, let's go to Kings Island. I would drive the extra hour mm. to go to Kings Island versus Cedar Point. Mm. But see, I, I, I so I total been... score. Diamondback. Total yeah. score is three hundred and forty-four <laughs> yeah. points. When we divide that equally amongst the three of us, it becomes a one hundred and fourteen, and that is a seventy-six percent. That puts us where on our ratings for the year. Seventy-six. Um, to put it in perspective, Dollywood scored eighty-nine. Last year, Kings Island scored a seventy-seven point six percent. It was on the old thing, the old but... system, but but again, there were some things. You know, it it makes you wonder if they had better technology. Better Wi-Fi, better app. If they had, um, you know, if they up their game a little bit in operations, the parking setup, opening the parking earlier. If you look at those little things, I mean, a seventy-six percent is still great. Okay, six minutes left. Question of the week. Oh, you're going into this blind. What was your favorite experience from Kings Island? Food, bathroom breaks, rides, whatever. Favorite experience from your trip to Kings Island? Okay. My favorite experience at Kings Island would be actually, you weren't there for it. It would be the um, Phantom Manor show. Phantom Theater Encore. Phantom, well, uh, Phantom Theater oh, Encore. Sorry, I slipped into fun. Disney there. Um, it was fun, but it was fun to see how much Aiden got into it and enjoyed it. Okay. I agree with Chris. Okay. The Phantom Theater Encore. That was just such a fun... Because it had so much nostalgia. Like, for me, I've done that... I remember that ride when I was a kid, when it was brand new in 1992. Like, and we wrote it again and again and again. And just to see that brought to life again and to see someone like Aiden, who's never ridden that ride, but still get the same. Oh, you, just... you definitely enjoyed the show. And because I, I want us to each be a little different close to that. It's a tradition, at least when you and I go to parks, we always have a moment when we're riding a coaster that we will remember <laughs> for years to come. Oh, snap. And that would be the mo- if you'd like to. Oh snap! <laughs> this kid on the back of Diamondback, we started going up the lift hill. He started his chair started tur- tilting back, and he just went, "Oh snap!" <laughs> that was just it. No. And then seconds later, you almost winged by a hat, or you. No, I was. By- <laughs> I was hit by somebody's hat four rows up. All right. So for me. My mother's 
expression, vocal range on a ride on the first drop of a ride. <laughs> my mother has my mother rides roller coasters. She's never been she she's never experienced the big boys. Millennium Force, Steel Vengeance. She's never experienced the big boys. So we took her on a ride. I said, this is your first. We were going up the lift hills. I didn't tell her how tall it was. We're going up the lift hill. I said, this is your first 300-foot drop coaster. Oh, what? What? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Very elite. Coming down that hill. It was like, all I want for Christmas is you. The vocal range <laughs> she came hit, out of her she mouth. She hit some Mariah. <laughs> it was awesome. And also, she was giddy with joy she on loved, Banshee. Yes, yeah. and she loves inverts. She loves inverts. She had such a great time on Banshee. Um, so for her to experience some big boy coasters, um, you know, was it was awesome. And, so and I think a great way to sum that up is that we love the rides and we love the experiences, but a lot of the time it's the experience you have with other people riding them that really does make it it like tina's ride on on vengeance at yes. night like that was one of the best rides i've had on vengeance because of tina oh yeah and and, and it's only because of her it's not the ride it's yeah. not it that it being at night and all that stuff no and, and that's you're 100 percent. You yeah so all right so with that we'll be back next week we're gonna do something different um we're not going to a park this week we're actually off next week why the hell we off? I'm okay, man. People, people, people be here. asking. All right, so we're going to Skype. I'll be in case. Okay. All right. We're going to do a duo show. We're going to be doing it live floating in the pool next week. Hey. Why not? Go ahead, do it. Long extension cords, folks. Long extension cords. Oh, the phone. I got like six of these things. So, all right. So, we'll be back in, oh, I don't know. Two weeks. Two weeks. So. All right, by, that with point, that? by that point, we're going to talk about, um, Joe and I will probably talk a little bit about Maury's. Don't nobody care about that. Maury's Piers. And... <laughs> great White. No, oh, that's Great White. Great White. But paying $14 just to ride one ride is a little much. Oh, but it's Great White. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. And then we got Dollywood and Carowinds coming up. Yep. Very soon. And um, Joe and I are going to Kennywood. So that would be fun. You're more than welcome to come too. He doesn't want to come. So, all right. Well, with that, right on. Word. Then we did it again. You keep saying right on. That's my line, damn it. <laughs> God damn it. Bye. <laughs>